All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Something's up with COVID, y'all. Can you feel it? By now, you know that creepy feeling. The one where the fix is in. And you ask, where are they going with this? And when it comes to COVID, what do they not want us to know? After the headlines of the last couple weeks, you have to ask the serious question. Is the vaccine failing or is something else going on here? That should have been the big takeaway from that story of the 60 Democrats who got on a plane and caught COVID. Look, just one trip, y'all, at least six Democrats, all of whom were vaccinated, test positive for COVID. Folks, that's not like a lifetime sample. That's just one trip. Yet we're told the vaccines protect against the Delta variant. Like I said, something's up. Let me string together the headlines and see if you can catch the thread. Headline, Yankees-Red Sox game postponed after three fully vaccinated pitchers test positive for COVID-19. Then there was this out of Gibraltar, whose people are among the most vaccinated on Earth. In fact, Gibraltar effectively had fully vaccinated almost every eligible citizen by April. Now, two and a half months later, they've got the third highest per capita rate of infection on Earth, with 80% of cases in the past two days being people who were vaccinated. So apparently, 100% vaccination does not lead to zero COVID, no matter what the White House says. Let's keep going. Another shocking headline out of the UK from the UK Daily Mail. New UK study. The article reads, people who've been vaccinated make up, wait for it, 47% of new COVID cases? What about people being admitted to the hospital in the UK? Sky News recently reported that while 60% of them are unvaccinated, 40% are not. They're vaccinated. Note that these sudden strange events have corresponded with renewed calls for even stricter crackdowns on social media about on anybody who writes anything not pre-approved by the Democrats on the vaccine or COVID. Why? The signs that something is up are everywhere if you start looking for them like this. Up on the Capitol, the attending physician writes to members, individuals have the personal discretion to wear a mask. And future developments in the coronavirus Delta variant local threat may require the resumption of mask wear for all, as now seen in several counties in the United States. The White House is still thanking these legislators for taking a stand on voting rights. They have not yet raised the issue about them and that infamous photo uh, wearing on the flight here with no masks. Sorry, I'm not following. I thought the vaccine worked. I thought you didn't need a mask. I don't even understand Fox News's angle on this. Why beat them up for not wearing a mask? They're vaccinated. They should be fine. But the thing is, they're not. Folks, this can only mean one of two things. Both are shocking and staggering. Either the vaccine is failing or the PCR test is a lie. Always has been. And the death toll's nowhere near what we were told. And you can only just now see this because 
there are so many vaccinated being tested. Let's look at the first possibility. The implications of it are staggering. These people, fully vaccinated, are testing positive because the PCR test we use returns massive amounts of false negatives, meaning this thing was never really a pandemic. The deaths were grossly exaggerated. The first hint we got that that was the case was back in November of 2020, when a Portuguese court ruled that PCR tests were unreliable and quarantines based on them unlawful. What did the highest court in the land find? Because the cycles were set so high in the PCR test, 35 cycles or more, the accuracy level of the test was somewhere between 70% and 90% false positives. Think about that for a minute. Think about the implications of that. But it didn't end in Portugal. It just kept going. On the day Joe Biden was sworn in, the World Health Organization made a shocking admission. The PCR test was actually highly unreliable. You couldn't use it to say, because again, the cycles were set so high on these tests that anyone actually had COVID. A true diagnosis would have to involve a doctor identifying symptoms and saying that, yes, in fact, you had COVID. The FDA seconded that. Eventually, it would be reported in a lot of places, including the New York Times on August 29th. They reported that the samples they reviewed from three states where labs use cycles of 37 to 40, that up to 90% of the tests are essentially false positives. Dang. The experts in that article said cycles of around 30 would be more appropriate. Then there was the study from the Infectious Diseases Society of America that found that at just 25 cycles of amplification, 70% of the results of the positive, 70% of the positives are not cases since the virus can be cultured because it's dead. And by 35 cycles, 97% of the positives, false, non-clinical useless. I could keep going and going for the next two minutes. That's how much this has been studied. But it's something people don't know a lot about. The implications are staggering. It would mean that many of the deaths from COVID weren't. And if this was a pandemic, well, that'd seriously be in question. But you're probably thinking, but I heard on the news it's the unvaccinated, mainly, almost overwhelmingly, who are being admitted to hospitals, who are testing positive. Well, there's a couple things you should know about that. The CDC, very conveniently, decided it wouldn't track positives among vaccinated people. Those would only be counted if the vaccinated person was admitted to the hospital or died. All the other positives simply wouldn't be tracked. We don't have a number for it. But a funny thing happens when groups of highly tested people who've been vaccinated are tested. Most of the folks in our society right now aren't highly tested anymore. But folks like, you know, Red Sox, Yankees, and traveling Democrat politicians are highly tested. That's why it's showing up. Does it prove that the whole thing was a scam all along? And it's only now just showing because so many people are vaccinated? It's a staggering question. Now remember what the CDC did on top of it to amplify the death toll. For every other disease out there, you die of it, cancer, heart disease, diabetes. Um, that's your main cause of death. It goes in the number one slot on your death certificate. The number two slot is underlying condition. Always has been. So if you have advanced heart disease, you catch the flu and it finishes you off, what'd you die of? Advanced heart disease. That's what your death certificate will say. But what if you had advanced heart disease and you get COVID? What did you die of? 
COVID. It's the only thing coded that way. If COVID is, if COVID is in the first or the second spot on the death certificate, it's a COVID death. Now, put that with a bunch of false positives and you've got a lie, a massive lie about COVID. Is that what we're seeing because so many are vaccinated or is the vaccine failing? Folks, it's one of the two and they clearly don't want us talking about which it is online. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There are those who predicted, and they are some of the world's foremost virologists, that the vaccine would in fact fail, that it would be even worse, creating those who'd gotten it, their bodies, turning their bodies into virtual bioweapons labs, labs that throw off new variants. I'm not saying that's what's happening here. I'm just going to read you what some folks have said. It started in January with an Israeli Defense Forces intelligence report warning that Israel's mass vaccination program could create mutations that were resistant to the COVID-19 vaccines. It was prepared for the Coronavirus National Information and Knowledge Center, and it said the mass vaccine campaign, because it was taking place parallel to an active outbreak, think about it with polio and smart smallpox and all that, you, you don't have the active you know, strains out there. Nobody has them. Well, in this case, they do. And it puts evolutionary pressure on the virus. In May, Pasteur Institute's Luc Montagnier, he's a famous virologist who discovered HIV. He won a Nobel Prize for it in 2008. He warned that COVID-19 vaccines would spur and were spurring deadlier variants. Quote, I am doing experiments at the Institute with patients who became sick with corona after being vaccinated. I will show you that they are creating the variants that are resistant to the vaccine, he said in an interview in France. Quote, it is the antibodies produced by the virus that enable an infection to become stronger. It's clear that the new variants are being created due to vaccination. Others have disagreed, but for the most part, the theory has not been debated because everyone espousing it gets silenced or banned, no matter how impressive their resume. Like Geert Vandenbosch. His vaccine industry credentials include positions at GSK Biologicals, Novartis Vaccines, the Global Alliance for Vaccines, and yes, even the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He gave a keynote address at the Vaccine Summit in Ohio and wrote a letter to the World Health Organization. He outlined the danger. He said because the COVID-19 vaccines are unable to quickly kill off COVID-19, they create a breeding ground for the variants. Much as happens when bacteria that aren't killed off, when patients don't take a full course of antibiotics, most of it does, but what lives gets stronger and more deadly. The virus, he says, then has time to adapt and mutate, and what doesn't quickly kill it makes it stronger, leading to seemingly endless variants that we're now seeing. He calls it immune escape. Then in May, there was a non-peer-reviewed study, no one publishes this stuff, by 14 researchers at five German medical schools and universities who discovered that the highly transmissible Delta variant is 
more able than the original virus to infect patients who were previously vaccinated or previously infected. Another non-peer-reviewed study, this one from Israel's Klalit Health Services and Tel Aviv University, analyzed 800 people who've been infected with COVID-19, 400 of them previously vaccinated and 400 unvaccinated. They discovered those who were fully vaccinated with two Pfizer shots contracted the South African variant at a rate that was eight times higher, higher than the unvaccinated. Of course, the sample size was small and we need more of a look at it, but we're not allowed to. We can't discuss it. And you know the track record about things we can't discuss. They often end up being true. Then there was the article in Science, highly respected journal, right? Earlier this year, titled New Mutations Raise Specter of Immune Escape. That one described how the more deadly mutations could learn to evade the immune response in both previously recovered and vaccinated people, giving the mutation an advantage in populations with high immunity. Whatever the case, we're all in this together, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, because the unvaccinated catch it once the vaccinated breed it, according to this. And there is a way out but it's problematic. More vaccines. We would need them for the new mutations. But that could perpetuate a vicious cycle of new variants, begetting the needs for even newer vaccines and more vaccines, begetting new variants that only get stronger or more virulent. That struck a bell with me when you think about what Pfizer just proposed. The CDC shot it down, but they're still trying. That is a booster for the fall. For those who are already vaccinated. At first I heard this and thought, ah, that's just Pfizer trying to make some extra money. And I'm sure they are. Or is it Pfizer preparing for what's coming? Knowing that people will need another vaccination year after year after year. Because this will always be with us. Again, I dearly wish I could see this debated. But all the folks advocating it, particularly Luc Montagnier, have been completely shut down and silenced. So we won't know. Until we find out, and we know, which of the two options it is. It's one of the two, and we will find out. They can't hide it forever. It's either tests that were faulty all along, with vast majority of COVID cases never actually existing, or a failing shot. Maybe it's both. We'll find out. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.